Welcome to episode 72 of Crave the Book. In today's episode, Amber and I cover chapters 130 through 134 of Tracy Wolf's Covet. And in this episode, Grace and Hudson and Flint and Calder and Remy finally get to go to the pit and do a bit of exploring. We've got so many theories in the spoiler section of today's episode. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. What's up, guys? We are on to episode 72, and Amber and I were just talking a second ago about how this one's probably going to be a little bit shorter than last week. It's uh, chapters 130 through 134, which is funny because last week we did like 10 chapters. This time we're doing a couple chapters, but that's because next episode we have a lot to cover, and it wouldn't make sense to break those scenes apart. So <laughs> this this made yeah. the most sense. It was also, it was one of those things like, like lots of happened in very, very short chapters. Like, I don't know whether yeah. you noticed, but you'd get to a chapter and then go, oh, the chapter ends on the next page. So it didn't feel like I was reading a lot. And then I was like, oh, we're, next, we're at a point where if I start to read more, I'll be here for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, I think that I think that, you know, some some interesting things happen because I have I feel like we're going to have more spoilers here and theories. Um, so, guys, just listen for the wolf howl. If you haven't finished covet court or charm. Possibly charm. Yeah, because yeah. I yeah. I definitely have some theories connected to charm um, and. I really want to talk about those, so just bounce out mm -hmm. when you hear the wolf howl, because I know a lot of you haven't read Charm yet. So um, let's go ahead and get into it, because last we left off, Grace and Flint and Hudson and Calder and Remy were finally able to go to the pit, which in my mind, you know, first read through, I was like, oh, the pit. Oh, so scary. And it ended. Yeah, it definitely, ended, it definitely was a misnomer. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. It was, it's, what, okay, what do you think the pit looks like? Because, like, sometimes I see it and it's, like, outside, but then sometimes it's, like, like, when you go to a, um, like, a Comic-Con and it's in, like, yeah, a convention. Big, yeah. Yeah, no, I imagine it like a convention, but um, rather than, like, nerds, and geeks walking around it's criminals <laughs> right but it's and but they say alleys they like, so there's buildings. yeah but they're also everybody like literally hits the ground running like hunger games they, they get down the ladder and then go i've got 12 hours before i have to get back to my cell i better make it count but i'm like 12 hours is a very very long time i know that like obviously you want to use those 12 hours otherwise it was a waste of the six cycles of hell that you went through or whatever but at the same time what is there that is worth that initial run of minutes <laughs> yeah well it, like it's not life and death it's like well i'm going shopping to get everything i need right you could take your time and what does yeah it, 12 hours of shopping is a long time <laughs> what does it I'm I'm trying to visualize it. Does everybody just have a special ladder that comes <laughs> down from the ceiling? Are there tons of hundreds of little ladders that drop down and everybody just climbs down real fast? Like thunk, thunk, Can thunk, you thunk, return thunk? whenever you want? 
Yeah, like, do you get, I'm tired. I think, you know, I only needed six hours. Because shopping for 12 hours, like. Yeah. That doesn't. Even in the best places where you need, like, everything. Like, I can imagine, you know, when you say that you're going on your emergency mission because you've got, like, a hurricane or a snowstorm yeah. coming in. Like, I can, I can imagine, like, you're doing that as quickly as possible and you still, you wouldn't be running. No. You'd be very much like a okay, like let's get some extra water. Um, okay, um, what else? Like you wouldn't be like, oh my god, let's go, run, run, run. No, twelve hours of of time ahead of you to be able to spend before <laughs> the apocalypse. And yeah, it just is very, very uh, strange. Well, image in my head. Time also passes very fast, though, because by the time they sit down to eat tacos, they only have ten and a half hours, and they didn't even do anything in that time. No, and it doesn't sound like Remy even really gave them a chance to explore. Like this is your this is your only opportunity to explore the pit, and we're going to very specific places because we there's only twelve hours to go. Yeah, and and Remy is being real shifty about it as well because when he like when they um leave their cell Calder's like yay go down the ladder and he's like no 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 wait if you've got anything you want to take with you now's the chance because we are not coming back here and he says it with like almost an implicit meaning right and she knows exactly what he's on about and then puts this weird small package in her pocket that I don't think we ever find out what it is I don't either and I I I mean Maybe we do, and it's just so insignificant that... Maybe it's her dirty knickers. Yeah, maybe it's like, oh, I don't want anyone to find these. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. It's either it's either something that was so insignificant that we just forgot, and it'll pop back mm-hmm. up, or it's something that Tracy planned to later incorporate into Remy's series. Yeah, like maybe there was some something special about it, but yeah, I because she 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 went straight to that thing. Like she didn't go like I need this, I need this, I need this. She went straight to that tiny tiny thing and knew immediately that that was the thing that she wanted to take. Like you know the like fire alarm test mm-hmm. where you have to get out your house because the fire alarm is going and what's the first thing that you grab? Yeah, that was her thing, and that's usually quite important, but could be just sentimental. Yeah, I mean it could know. Ah, uh, it. Well, she couldn't have brought anything in with her, so I don't know. I, I, I don't think that we found out what it is, but we'll we'll figure it out after. I think it's just a really funny idea. It's just like it's something just like she doesn't want anybody to find like a butt plug. Or yeah, it's, it'll be something it's like oh. it's something that doesn't matter at all. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> sat here like <laughs> hypothesizing over it, and it's actually just like a no. Don't don't look at my vibrator. Just, just hide it. <laughs> I love how every every single note that you took, I like opened up the board to add a note, to and, add it, yeah. and you had already noted it. Yeah, <laughs> the Remy and his his mysterious packages, which I absolutely pictured as little white bricks covered yeah. in Saran wrap. I'm like, mm. yeah, it's like is Remy a drug a drug mule? Is is, is drugs? Isn't it? Is drugs? It, he acts like it because he goes so shifty. He goes to the first he goes to the bar where there is apparently a mermaid serving drinks. And he picks up a package from that guy, right? He doesn't give a package, he picks up a package. He picks it up, yeah. Yeah. So he's not just giving packages, he's picking up packages. Proper drug drop. 
Yeah. It's either that or like it's like pearl. Like I'm I'm thinking is maybe I'm thinking like mermaid is kind of like a bootlegger. Cause they leave. The the he worked out the people who run the stalls you know, they leave at the end of the day. So they're smuggling stuff into him. Yeah. And it didn't sound as if he exchanged the package back to the next person, the window person who gave the package to. It doesn't sound like he exchanged it for money. So it wasn't like a job where he was like, I need to be paid for this. And this is my only source of like good income because this is the last chance. But he did talk about how they had to get money, which is why he sent Hudson off. Yeah. It was just very weird. Because I don't remember it being a thing. Like, I just assumed that it was, like, he was exchanging packages. Because he was also doing it in the hex. Is he was exchanging packages to prisoners. Um, like, smuggling things into prison. But it was never acknowledged what it was. And in clear view and of even the guards. Like, yeah, and even Grace is like, always with the packages. <laughs> and he doesn't really acknowledge her after that either. No, no. He's like, shut up about my packages. <laughs> <laughs> Ixnay on the package <laughs> yeah um i don't remember anything being revealed about the packages either so no i i, no. I don't i can't remember maybe it's i feel like it's either really really in, insignificant and it was just him smuggling in packages but it sounded as if he was smuggling out because why would he why would he pass something from a barman to another vendor Well, maybe it's it, that's not smuggling into a prison different maybe it's different different packages to different people he had a bunch of packages didn't he yeah i'm picturing him like you know one of the one of the little pocket watch salesmen opening up his what'd you call <laughs> what'd you call you called them something stupid like looky lose or something yeah looky lookies <laughs> looky looky lose remy the looky loo it was remy the raisin which i spelled wrong on both podcasts i put like r-a-s-i-n when i named our episode i think it was episode 70 remy the raisin and i knew right when i did it that i had done it but i was like you know what (laughs) okay i'm not fixing it because then i have to (laughs) then you gotta wait for it to update and it's gonna take a couple days so i was just like screw it me and mum, my husband's wedding song, our first dance was You Are The Reason by Callum Scott. And I can't help but read it as You Are The Reason. You Are The Reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's so romantic. You are the reason. <laughs> what? Wrink- wrinkly and... Yeah, I'm an embarrassed grape. Kind of kind of dried out. <laughs> <laughs> Desiccated fruit. <laughs> uh, so your favorite scene <laughs> yeah so there's there's a bit where grace is like is that tacos there's tacos oh my god i would do about just about anything for a taco right now and remy's like anything <laughs> and immediately hudson's like i'll get you tacos grace <laughs> what what do you want uh, uh you want 10 tacos is 10 tacos enough i'll get you 10 tacos she's like how about three <laughs> three will do but yeah it's just really funny that he he still sees remy as threat yeah i wonder how Um, how big are how big are these tacos i don't know but she says that they were the best ones she's ever tasted but i don't know whether that's because she's had prison food for seven days burn on jackson 
Yeah. I think she should have totally made a callback. It's like, you got me meat. <laughs> you got me meat. <laughs> he could have run. He could have ran with that too. Been like, yeah, baby. You like, my, yeah. you like my meat. <laughs> yeah. it was just really like I either he ignored Remy entirely and was doing it because she said she would do just about anything and therefore it's for his own selfish gain but then never really kind of claimed the the prize for anything for yeah he's like I'm not gonna like exchange that for a coupon or anything <laughs> um but also like it's equally folly him still finding that Remy has a chance yeah or is manipulative enough for him to go like, yeah, I'll get you a taco in exchange for you to do this really dangerous thing, <laughs> which he does do. So it's fine. I love. I just love how they got down the ladder and like sprinted to get to what, you know, because they only had 12 hours. It was like this big race. But then they, they stop and eat tacos. And I'm just like, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, that's food. Pri- food, is, food is life priorities you know you gotta you gotta sit and at least and by the time they sat down to eat their tacos like i said it hudson said that they only had 10 and a half hours left so they spent a lot of time getting those tacos yeah yeah and it, like it sounds as though grace really savored them as well like took her time eating them like tacos are street food you should be able to eat them whilst walking and it sounded as though she was like, mm, these are amazing. And apparently Hudson was watching her with great zest. Yeah, not drinking his blood. No. And it made me think that she was definitely making sex noises. Jump. Mm. Mm. Mm, so good. Mm. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> yummy. In my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we have a big part with spoilers and theories so just just to keep the story rolling um and not to give any spoilers they go to a troll who is like bedazzled wearing like a crazy sequined jacket and he wants to tell grace her future and then he pulls a card with a castle getting struck by lightning or a tower being hit tower. by lightning. Yeah, a tower being hit by lightning. And Hudson says it's trouble. And then the troll says something about her being Oh, you didn't you didn't tell me who she was. There's only one path for you, my queen. Mm-hmm. And but then, then it all turns out to be just Romy taking the piss. Yeah, they walk away and Remy's like, ha, I can't believe you fall for that. <laughs> he's like, so worth the quote. Which makes me think that is the is the money that they're paying genuinely that important? Because he's paying for literal, like, I don't know, what what's the word? People who, who pretend to be psychics and are not. Yeah. What are they called? I don't think that there's a name for it. I think that... Yeah, there just, is. Uh fakes <laughs> like yeah a, a, a fraud um fraud yeah but like he's was, paying for frauds but, to have some fun with her but i'm like there's no reason why would he tease grace specifically but yeah and how was it was it a pay him for that reason or was it a pay him like okay shut up now 
Like yeah, because it really wasn't worth the, the like. He was like, oh, I'll, I'll do this one on the house unless but it, was it was like true. really like yeah. Um, he's like, oh, I'll do this on the house, but then kind of gives her no real information if that is a joke. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like there was more going on there, but we'll we'll get into spoilers in a few minutes and kind of hash it out because I think that there was something there. I just can't quite figure out what it was. Um, yeah. But they, they go down some alleys, which is kind of messing with my perception of how I originally pictured the pit. Because now I'm alleys would imply that there are, like, full-on shops. Buildings. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about, like, my Renaissance Festival. Like, there's little carts and things that get moved. But then there are also permanent fixtures, you know. I'm, I'm kind of wondering whether it's more like a bazaar. You know, like like a, like a street bazaar. Yeah, but inside like tents rather than buildings. But then, like, she gets to like, like I mean, this in the, the the chapter, like this tattoo parlor is like an actual boutique, right? Like a salon. She said it looked like a fancy salon. Yeah, like that's not something that you would get in like a a a, a, a convention, right? Like it's not a booth or a trade stand or a tent. It's an actual store. Yeah, I'm picturing I'm picturing it like being indoors, but buildings and like potted trees. And you know what I mean? Like I'm picturing it like the the qualities of an outdoor space, but still kind of in the basement of this place because they went down ladders, which would imply that they're like way under the ground. Pit. I mean, it's pit. <laughs> yeah. So must be underneath everything. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, is that it's... But like, then that must be really, 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 really deep. If you think about how many prisons, like, they have, and how many cells they have, and if, if the chamber is also going down, but the pit is also down, that means that it must be really un underground. Yeah, and there's a wing of the prison, though, that doesn't even get to do anything fun, because they're on, like, super lockdown, so... Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I have trouble visualizing it. I need. I need a sketch. I need a. I don't, yeah. I think that this. I think it's more of an abstract <laughs> concept than something that Tracy could draw out. Well, yeah. The, also, the way that Hudson and Grace kind of react to it is very much like a, they couldn't believe what they were seeing either. Yeah. So maybe it, it doesn't look exactly like anything they've ever seen before. Yeah. Otherwise, Tracy probably would have described it as like a convention or because that would have probably been something that grace may have been to yeah or something similar like they we even have gem shows where you can go and people show like crystals and gems <laughs> rocks and yeah they have yeah. weird expos like that um so they they get to the blacksmith, and he's another character that I have trouble picturing just how big he is. Like he's big enough that he picks Hudson up. Like, um, well, she said he's twenty feet, but I don't think I've ever looked at something and gone, "Wow, that's about twenty feet." Is that the size of um, of Hagrid's brother? And Gaunt. Yeah, is that how tall? is gaunt because that would make that gives me some like reference because i've seen something that you know i think 
Was that his name? <sighs> um, I don't think so. That that was the um, the 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 maiden name of my Tom Riddle. My brain is like Robbie. Uh, it's not Red's brother. Yeah, I don't know. He's Grop. Yeah. Grop is 16 feet. Robbie. <laughs> which we, which Hagrid claims is small for a giant. Okay. His knuckles are the size of cricket balls. Okay, so he so about our height taller. And that would be so Yeah. So okay, now it's like What do they feed him? I know. I have so many. Where does he sleep? What do they feed him? Um, how tall are the ceilings <laughs> in the pit? Does he have to stay in a cell himself? Does he do this all night? Does he? Right. Is he? Does he get special treatment because they need him to make the cells? Is he? As far as I'm aware, he's also the only giant like there that has that privilege. So therefore, maybe he he could kind of ask for special dip- dispensation, and they have no idea whether that's a different thing. Than, oh, I usual usual requests. I certainly would. I'd be like, I don't know, I can't. Like, make I need so. I need sirloin every night, and they're like, Are you sure? And I'm like, yes. Like it's a it's a giant's diet. Like I will die if I don't eat sirloin. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon he could get away with it. <laughs> I think I think that he's just not doing this, you know, all to his advantage i think that he's just kind of succumbed to the uh to his sadness he says, that he, he says that he um he says oh like well doing this it makes me happy because like i have nothing else to do and i don't get punished if i just do my job right um and from the look of his face apparently he has like scars crisscrossing all across his face i didn't remember that the first read through that was no i don't remember that either like i i just remember him being big yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, and, and I love that they're like, um, they really struggled to like convince him that his wife is still alive. Lies! <laughs> yeah. As if it's the most impossible thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, nobody escapes the prison. No, we just got in the prison. Like, he, yeah. he dodges the obvious explanation. It's like, lies! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he is like, oh, well, like, well, oh, it's okay. So my wife is still alive. What about my kids? And then they're just like, oh, we didn't meet them. And I'm like, you stupid idiots. Like, that could have been the one thing that he's like, no, forget it. My wife isn't important enough for me. For my kids, I'd, I'd get back. But you just essentially told me that they might not be alive. So why would I bother? They could have absolutely just gone like, oh, they bake you cookies. Have grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think they drove ho- home just how long it's been. Maybe that comes in the next couple of chapters where, like, they're like, you do realize you have been down here a thousand years. Like, she has waited for you for a thousand years. Yeah, and she, I mean, they saw Grace- the, the banister with all the carvings with the kit. Like, they could have told him so much to given him, like, more hope and a more inspiration. Comp- yeah. Right. Like, oh, we saw, we saw, you know, carvings of them baking with their mom and... They didn't even tell him that, like, his wife was in physical pain because he was down here. Yeah. Like, they gave him nothing except for, yeah, she's alive. She's still kicking. Yeah, yeah. She's waiting. Is that enough? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. So they need a key, um, which I love how they... 
why not have him make the key after they help him get out and they get him back to the giant's village where he has better equipment? How does he just know how to make this key? And why? I mean, is it a big key? Is it like a giant size key? Are they going to carry the key out? Like, I, I once again, I feel like the, the, the better thing to do would be to get him out, not have him spend six hours making a key, work on getting him out. I love out. how specific he was about that as well. Yeah, like six hours. Like, I... <laughs> if I, I that would be like me pulled that number out of his ass yeah that would be like me handing you a picture of my dog and you being like yeah this is gonna take me four hours and 35 minutes and two seconds to complete and i and i like and i need a latte and go yeah <laughs> go hurry yeah <laughs> i like get him out take him home get him to the giant's village where he has the equipment he needs and have him make the key Not there. be manacled. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I definitely draw better when I don't have handcuffs. I don't know. Have you ever tried? You might draw way better. No. Me? <laughs> <laughs> like, add the weight of my left hand to every move I make. <laughs> Scott! <laughs> yeah, and then they, they get out um, after he's basically told them to, like, piss around for six hours. Um and uh, apparently Remy has even more ideas as to how they're getting out, but he gives nobody any clues as to what his plan is or why he's making them do the things. But uh, he says, Flint, go to find... I, think, I don't remember the name of the person. Do you? No. Yeah, go to find this arbitrary person that we have no idea who it is. Go go find this person. Uh, I need a number. And Flint's like, do I have to? I could give you a number. I have loads of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I, I feel like it was, I thought it was like, a, you know, when you go to a butcher's and you pull the, like, the tab and you get, you get a number. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like that, where, like, they get, like, they have to wait for a specific amount of time before their number is called. But it wasn't, that wasn't the case at all. I thought that it like, was, I thought that it was like Shrek telling Donkey to go find blue flower red thorns. That's really funny. <laughs> but why would you sell colder after that as well? To, I don't know, babysit yeah. Flint. Um, yeah, because um, and then uh, you know he sends he sends Hudson away to go and uh, like win some more money fighting, fighting. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden Hudson gets like really like bravado. He's like, yeah, I like I can do this. This is this is what I was born to do, baby. And he gets really like amped up, and Grace is like, fuck the love of God, like. <laughs> come back to me in one piece and he's like yeah sure he doesn't once ask remy what he's planning to do with grace yeah he's like yeah i'll go fight i don't need to know what you're doing with my girlfriend or why you've told me to go somewhere else not watching like sure go or go when we'll fun. or when we'll meet back up or what i'll be fighting or, or where or where <laughs> yeah he asks no questions he's like how, how much do you need me to make nothing he just literally goes yep i'll fight i'll do some things and then he walks off. And it, like Remy still is giving Grace absolutely no idea until she's literally stood in front of a tattoo parlor and she's like, this is what you wanted me to do. He's like, yeah, it's fine. I that, saw that it. Is that is called grooming. <laughs> right. Leading someone into a situation that they have absolutely no idea of and just saying, this is fine. <laughs> this is normal. Remy, the You're allowed to do this. Remy the groomer. <laughs> Remy the Raisin Groomer. And it gets even worse because Grace wants to know, like, what tattoo am I getting? And it's like, no, 
Well, at that point, Remy doesn't even know. He's like, oh, yeah, you can have it any way you want, really. It doesn't, I don't, it doesn't, don't think it matters where you have it. Even if my vision is correct, you could have it anywhere on your body, I suppose. Yeah. Because she says, she starts like going like, oh, can I have it somewhere where Uncle Finn's not going to notice? <laughs> where does she get it? Up her entire bloody arm. Yeah, and, and doesn't ask any questions about, like, it's already been paid for by Remy's mom. Like, this is weird now. How would Remy's mom need, know? Which means that the person who told her how to escape or that Remy was going to escape must also be able to see through time. Or Flint's note, because his mom, I was going to say, we still don't know the dragon that got out. But that wouldn't make sense because his mom died, unless she didn't actually die. We do find out that his mom um, paid for the, the tattoo 12 years ago. 12 years ago. And mm. Remy said that she died when he was five, which makes him 17. Yeah. I knew that. Unless she paid for it sooner than that. Hmm. Let's... um. I want to keep talking and I don't want to spoil anything. So if you guys haven't read through, I mean, it, it's mainly charm that I have ideas about. Um, be sure to turn off the podcast now and come back next week. Um, okay. I wonder whether anybody actually does turn off. I don't know. Do you let us know in the Crave the Book podcast tea room if you turn it off, if you haven't read mm. on Facebook. Um, okay. Like we're doing this all for people like, no, no spoilers, but like, <laughs> yeah and i mainly have uh, spoilers so i, I want to start before we 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 get to the remy stuff mm -hmm. okay what struck me as odd was the troll who gave grace her future first of all crazy sequin outfit and she said he had no sense of style who else have we encountered in the series who wore crazy sequined outfits and had no sense of style. I'm not saying that things are connected, but he also says, the troll says, Grace looks like his favorite granddaughter. The only person we know for sure that Grace is a granddaughter of is the blood letter. But, so, but also, Grace's mom had to have had a dad mm -hmm. and grace's dad also had to have had a dad yeah there's only one he said there's only one path for you my queen after showing a tower being hit by lightning did yeah and then i thought like oh like was the tower hit by lightning was that like was it the water tower in um i was thinking of the in charm the clock tower the clock tower the clock tower that was it the clock tower i swear that it got hit by lightning or hit by something smoky smoky was dragon smoky was up there yeah yeah but that already this already would have all happened yeah but what what if right what if what if what if the time wizard had to go back to save his daughter. What if 
the daughter was Grace's mom. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. And I mean, their names were different. The 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 trolls. I can't remember, but I looked at the troll's name. I can't remember what it was offhand, but it wasn't the same as. Well, no, but also he wasn't a troll. Well, I thought maybe maybe he got turned into a troll as like punishment or something. I don't know. Like if you started don't out as a wizard, time, if you got if you started as a wizard and got turned into a troll, like and then got sent, but he wasn't okay. So he was a vendor though. So he he wasn't sent to prison. No, I don't know. But either way, it was an interesting theory. I don't like. There was a lot of holes. Yeah, lot of holes. I feel like um, I feel like there. I feel like there's something that we're missing because there's too many clues that make sense, but they're not fitting into the right places. Yeah. So um, then, then I got really like, oh, my God, like he's talking to her like, oh, my queen. And I'm like, nobody knows. That she And like, yes, of course, she's going to be the only gargoyle queen because at the moment she thinks that she's the only gargoyle. Yeah. I'm, But we don't hear enough about trolls to know if trolls are like allies to the gargoyles. Well, the thing is, right, nobody refers to the other faction's royalty as their queen or their king. You're right. You're right, because they would all have their own. Yeah. So I'm just kind of wondering whether he is either in disguise or was just kind of maybe channeling kind of a gargoyle thing to say. Maybe it's such. Maybe they're such small because we don't know if there's a mermaid king and queen and a troll king. Like we don't know that. So maybe some of the smaller sub factions are nestled within other factions. You know, like maybe the trolls all are, exist under the gargoyles' rule. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. There was there was a really funny part where um, Grace is saying, like, for the fact that, like, we're creatures of the dark, the fact that I don't have any, like, dark vision really pisses her off. But I never really thought the gargoyles were of the dark. No. Like, when was that mentioned? Ne- never. But it just made me think of the shadows. And maybe maybe trolls were also part of that, like, of the dark. Hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. And now and now I've seen it, it is interesting. We may have to write his name down so that when we come back to it, like we're like that that's that guy. Yeah. I can't remember um, I can't remember what it was, but it was it definitely wasn't the same as the I think it was like Wendell or something. <laughs> it was something goofy. Um <laughs> so there was there was um, that theory. Feel free to chime in on the Crave the Book podcast tea room on Facebook if you guys have any anything that you want to add to that theory or if you've picked up anything. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, my my other one was was like I'm kind of glad that the kids from Catmere like only did end up in the Cyrus's dungeons because it, the way that it was kind of foreshadowed was that Vanda was making loads of cells despite the fact that apparently they have a lot of empties currently, which makes me kind of concerned because no one has managed to escape. No one has said specifically that anybody has managed to escape, which means that they must be dead. Yep. Well, like cells don't empty themselves. The guards are eating them, so... Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, um, then uh, yeah, the, the fact that, that they ended up in the Cyrus's dungeons rather than the prison was kind of a blessing well, in disguise. Are you sure? But we don't. Yeah, like Rowena was laying in the back of the dungeon, like all frail and yeah. But that was just that was just Rowena. Rowena's been like that for ages, and the only reason that she was crazy was because she couldn't fulfill her thingy. Like, I would rather be in, I would much rather go to the prison and have the opportunity to go play games and, like, go shopping than I would just sitting in a dungeon. Because at least in the prison, even if you do have to go through torture, you, like, get to go eat and you can bring things back to your room and you can get books. And I think that that sounds way better. I think it's worth it. Especially, you know, if you haven't really done anything that bad that you have to atone for. I, yeah. I will repeatedly tell that poor deaf lady at the store that I'm just going next door to get cash back for her. Yeah. And sneak through the parking lot and leave over and over and over again. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm referring to, um, feel free to watch episode like 70 or so something. Um, I found the name of the guy. His name is Lester. Lester. The troll. Lester the molester. <laughs> yes. Lester. Yes. I don't think we've had any other Lesters in the series. He Lester. was also rather, like, uh, insistent that she listened to him. He's like, come on, you've got this many hours left. Like, you can spare three minutes for me. But he doesn't spend three minutes at all. No. He spends about 30 seconds. Yeah. I don't know. It is an interesting theory to have. Um, so we also find out that Remy's mom used to tell him when he was little that though he didn't know his dad, but that his dad gave him enough magic to tear a hole in the prison and level it. Mm -hmm. So once again, I'm wondering who has that much power and who the fuck is Remy's dad? Is it, is it the time <laughs> wizard? Is it the guy from charm who came back to find his daughter was his, or is that Remy's grandfather and Remy's mom? That was a theory that we had, wasn't it? Yeah. That Remy's mom was the daughter. And because she fucked with time, she was and the like we couldn't uh, remy's punishment was that he shouldn't exist yeah because he did say that his punishment when he goes into the the chamber he said that his punishment is that he was born but he can't change that not that he is in the prison yeah it's that he was born and um that it kind of makes you think that he shouldn't have been born right but why would his dad also give him enough magic to tear a hole and destroy the prison. But also that's not something that Jacon looked like he could do. No, I'm talking about the guy from Charm. Yeah, but like our other theory was Jacon as like right. he is oh, the, right. the god of the god of the god of demigod. God? The god, god of time. And we were like, well, he didn't really display any actual power other than being able to change time and zip between time periods. He didn't he didn't have the like, I am actually a wizard. Right. And able to do things. So I feel like the time wizard would probably be the person. And then the, he just arrives in this time thing, manages to find his daughter, but then puts 
like his 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 mum just keeps on saying that it was his dad that gave him the power. And I was thinking, his- the tear a tear a hole sounds is a, an interesting combination of words because I keep thinking about how with the t- with the time wizard when he was talking about the dragons coming through, weren't they yeah. coming in through a torn hole? Yes. So maybe it's not a tearing an, a physical hole in the prison. Maybe it's actually like tearing a like dimensional hole. Wormhole. Yeah. But also, that's such a bad idea. Like, I know that they had this whole debate in the prison because they said that, what, why are these vendors so okay with doing, like, selling to who they're selling? Or is it just because no matter what, they're getting money? And Remy and Hudson kind of chime in and say, well, you just automatically assume that the people are in prison is because they deserve to be there. Um, but there's bound to be cr- actual criminals in there. They are dangerous people. And Remy's just going to go, yeah, I'm just going to let everyone escape. Yeah. Like and like giving a blanket free pass to everybody to get out of the prison is probably a really dangerous idea because as much as you can say that, yeah, there are some victims of circumstance in the prison and Cyrus is probably choosing and like cherry picking who he sends here. But... That's not a certainty. Now you don't know who's there. What would have been a better option is for Remy to free those prisoners under the um, the stipulation that okay, y'all are free now. Let's all band together and kick Cyrus's ass during the battle in court. Yeah, no, they didn't turn up, did they? No. Well, I mean, they did, but <laughs> they, they <laughs> Remy and Calder turned up. Yeah, that's, but that's not the whole prison. No, like if he would have just gotten everybody like, okay, you're free. Let's go kick his ass. Rubble, 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 yeah. rubble. Yeah. Get, here's all your powers back as well. They'd be itching to use their powers. Yeah. Yeah. Like they would be like Jones in for some some power using. Right. And conveniently, there is a battle for the first time in, you know, forever. There is a battle where you have the- And they get to get back at the person who put them in- the predicament yeah in the first place wonder what happened to the prison guards are they just as stoked to be out of there as <laughs> i don't know like i don't know yeah because when they finally and when they finally get out they land in a graveyard so the prison is like right next to a graveyard they get out and they go into a graveyard and i'm i'm wondering whether like the graves are just full of empty graves because actually they did get eaten why would they put put a stone? I mean, maybe maybe some of the but like. Why wouldn't they have nibbled on Grace and Hudson and the giant? Like, if the giant was dead, because he took the flower, didn't he? But then I remember it not working. It didn't work. The I... people who took the flower were Calder. She took one to prove to the giant that they worked and just passed out. Yeah, and then Remy took one, so they ended up with one flower left. But I don't remember who took it. Was it Flint? Because I know that Grace and Hudson ended up in that gladiator scene. But how did Vander get out? He walked out. Oh. I thought he just walked out. I thought he was able to just leave. I thought that Grace and Hudson won his freedom. And then little asshole boy was like, no, you can't take him. And then they're like, no, we won fair. <laughs> that was a perfect, perfect impression. You can't take him. <laughs> I, I picture him to be like Joffrey. No, Gracie, it's my giant. <laughs> <laughs> He's he looks like Joffrey in my head, like little, little, little boy, 
bitch boy Joffrey, Joffrey. with Cartman traits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, like, I'm. I'm just wondering, like, the Wendigos should definitely be like a waste solver. Like, I said, like they they wouldn't pass up the opportunity to eat a dead body. But I'm wondering whether they only eat live bodies. I mean that's that would what, be why I would I would opt for a, a fresh warm troll over a dead stinky. Firm. I mean that's why we like rare steaks, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't want no well done shoe. No, no, I want to remember that <laughs> it was it was once a live animal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to remember that this was a a creature. Um, <laughs> but I I I. I'm excited to read the next few chapters. I'm hoping that we get some answers. But if not, we will be very, very nitpicky when we start court. Because I think that we have a lot of things here that we wouldn't have been able to catch if not for the podcast and having to sit and discuss the chapters. I feel like there's a lot where we're forced to say, oh, that could be something. Or, oh, that could be something. Like... You know, normal reading, you're just, you know, skimming through the pages. But when you read for the sake of having an hour-long discussion about it, like, you have to say, well, hmm, yeah. maybe there's something here. So, um, I'm excited. Um, but I think that's it. Unless you had anything else that... No, that was everything. All right. So, shorter episode, but that's good because next week's episode will be a bit longer long long so guys thanks so much for listening and we will see you next week bye bye